0: Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context, Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about On Purpose. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and take some copious notes. I've got a really good show for you today. As always, we start off our show with a quote of the day, and it goes like this. And the silent symphony of life, purpose is the unseen conductor that transforms chaos into a masterpiece, giving power to the notes of our existence. Now, let's look here in Romans chapter 8, verse number 28, and this is a familiar passages of scripture, and I believe it's going to be our launching pad today, Romans eight twenty eight, and it reads like this, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. Many, many years ago, when I would read this passage, I would come away kind of with the same thing until the Holy Spirit enlightened my understanding to the point where I realize here that the latter clause says to them who are the called according to his purpose, which says to me that you and I don't have a purpose of our own. God gives us his purpose. And so when God gives us his purpose, we must be on purpose in terms of the things that we go out and do every day as believers, as Christians specifically. I have met a lot of people in my time as a pastor and as a minister of the gospel and enjoying sharing the word of God, but I have come across, especially here within the last maybe five to eight years, a lot of people who clearly don't know what their purpose is. And when I talk to them, I get a lot of blank stares and different things of that nature. And it says to me that people are not spending time with God the way they once did. Many distractions, many things have crept in and hindered the believer from really paying attention to the things that they should. And that's especially the purpose of God. We know that when we get up in the morning, those of us that have jobs and families and different things like that, there are responsibilities that we have in providing for our families and making sure that our children have something to eat and a place to stay, making sure that we're productive at work and different things of that nature. But we have an equally responsibility of finding out what his purpose is for our lives. Before our mother and fathers got together in created you and I under the starry skies, God already knew us. We were already in his imagination, in his mind about what his purpose for our lives and why he created us for such a time as this. And many people, before they meet Christ, they go on doing what they want to do and how they want to do it, when they want to do it, and where they want to do it, and obviously it's understandable because they have no walk with God. Before the walk, we just did what we wanted to do. After we start walking with God and giving our heart to him, he has now a purpose for us. And we have to get that because if we truly don't understand Romans eight twenty eight, a lot of things in our lives will begin to falter to them. To them, that's an exclusive group, to them who are the called, not a call, not many calls, but. The call according to his purpose. God has something specific that he has called you to do. And until you know what that call is, life just clearly won't make sense at all. And for many, life just doesn't make sense because we are just kind of meandering through life. We're just kind of just coming here and going there, kind of come see, come saw, whatever will be, will be. But that should never be for you and I who are believers and those that have an assignment. It is my prayer because we are still in the throes of the new year we are still in the first quarter of the new year. And I don't want you to continue in your days and weeks and months to come doing something that God has not called you to do. Because the search for finding your purpose in God can be hindered by many factors, including societal influences, personal doubts, Many times it's varied interpretations of spirituality or even the scripture itself. Additionally, external pressures and distractions often cloud the path of making it challenging for individuals to connect with a deeper spiritual purpose within the context of their faith. So we realize that things are going to come and go in our lives, but what keeps us strong, what keeps us standing, what keeps us waking up every morning with some level of excitement and exuberance for a new day is to know that I am doing what God has purposed me to do. That is what keeps you thriving. That is what keeps you believing, is when you wake up, you clearly know what God has called you to do. And I want you to know that you can know the will of God. The Bible declares that we can know the will of God. And we have to pursue his purpose. His purpose is just not going to knock on our door. It's just not going to come to your email and tell you and seek you out. No, we have to seek the will of God. We have to find out what the purpose of God is because only his purposes will prevail. It's my assignment today, at least here, just for a few moments in time, to help you begin to live your life on purpose and to help you to understand some things that you may not understand. So let's start like this. Let's define purpose. That probably would help us really kind of get connected in this lesson today. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So for God, he had a reason for which something is done. He has a reason for why something is created, namely you, or why someone exists. Now again, before we gave our life to Christ, we just didn't know these things. And God is not upset and angry with you because you didn't know what you needed to know. But now that you are a Christian and a believer, it is our responsibility to understand the reason for why we are created. Lord, why did you create me? Why am I on this planet with about five to eight billion people. That's a lot of folk. And yet and still, God knows specifically where you are, what's going on in your life. He knows every solitary thing about you. Even the Bible says he knows the very strands or the hairs that are on your head. So if God meticulously knows us like this, surely he can deliver to us our purpose so we can be On purpose and on our mission every day. Here are five things that can happen when God gives you His purpose for your life. Number one, motivation is derived from having a purpose. If we're going to get on purpose, it's important to understand that motivation is derived from having one. There's a lot of people on Monday mornings, they just have no motivation. Having no motivation, I believe, is connected to not having a purpose. And we have to understand that motivation is the driving force behind human action. You got to have a driving force for why God is waking you up. You got to know how to channel that driving force, that energy, that passion that God is giving you to do a specific assignment. Because I do believe God has called us to specific things, not just general things. But when God created us, there's something specific that he wants us to do. Notice here in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, it's very clear. It says, before I form thee in the belly, I knew thee. Think about that. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Not when my mother and father got together. No, before that. God already knew what he had called us to be. I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I set thee apart, Jeremiah, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, this is clear in the life of Jeremiah. He had already been told by God what he was going to be. So watch this. It's one thing to know what God has called you to be, and you choose not to go in that direction because you've been told. It's a whole other thing not to know. I want you to have a Jeremiah encounter. I want you to be able to know what God said about Jeremiah. He's yet saying about you. There's some principles here. Before I formed thee, I knew who you were. I knew thee in the belly. And before you came forth out of the womb of your mother, I sanctified thee. I set the apart sanctified means to be set apart specifically for God's uses. God already sanctified us. He already had a mindset that I got to sanctify them for a purpose. And in the life of Jeremiah, He ordained him to be a prophet. Watch this. Anything other than you being a prophet, Jeremiah is going to be failure. You can try to be a bus driver. It's not going to work. You can try to be a school teacher. It's just not going to work. You can try to start a business. It's just not going to work. See, when God has ordained something for your life, anything other than what he's ordained for you to be is a failure. I want you to think about that. Many times we're failing in life is because we are doing minor things when we need to be doing major things. So let's find out what God has called us to major in. Give up on the minor details and get connected to the major details, for it is there that you will find your motivation. Number two, priorities are maintained with the guidance of of a purpose. This is the power of purpose today. We're living our life on purpose. So priorities are what you have to do before anything else. That's what a priority is. Do you know what you have to do before you do what you want to do? If you don't know that, you don't understand purpose. So when we get up in the morning, what we do is connected to our purpose. So we got to do that before we do anything else. Because if we don't, then we're wasting God's time. We're wasting our time. How much time has been wasted in the lives of the people? In, in your life specifically, days, weeks, months, Years have been wasted just doing things because we don't understand what our priorities are. And we have to maintain our priorities with the guidance of a purpose. I believe in God, even now, He's beginning to speak to your heart and He will speak to your heart to help you to understand what you need to be doing. Every day, there's something specific you need to be doing before anything else. Now, that doesn't mean we can't do the other things, but those other things cannot become, cannot happen before we do the main thing. Let's look here in Acts chapter number 26, verses 19 and 20. It says, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, verse 20, but showed first unto them of Damascus. And at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Understand this is a powerful thing in the life of Paul, and this is very systematic. He is answering, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly call. Notice what Paul did first. He said, I showed it first to them at Damascus. Notice that there's a progression here. He didn't just start with the Gentiles and then moved to Judea and then Jerusalem and then Damascus? No, when the heavenly vision came to Paul, God told him, the Holy Spirit told him, who you need to give it to first. He first showed it to them at Damascus. Then he moved secondly to those in Jerusalem and then throughout all coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles. And his message was the same to Damascus as it was to the Gentiles. Gentiles repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Paul understood priorities, and priorities, again, is doing what God told you to do first, second, and third, and then everything else that you're doing will just come somewhere down the road, but we got to make sure that we have some kind of laser-focused mindset and an appetite to walk in the priorities of God because there your purpose will be guided. Number three, your potential is cultivated through the pursuit of God's purpose. I'm going to say that to you again. Your potential is cultivated or grown or manifested through the pursuit of God's purpose. How does potential become reality? It is through the cultivating and understanding what God's purpose is for your life. Let's define potential. Potential is the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. As an addendum, only God knows your capacity. You might want to write that down. Only God knows your capacity. Only God knows what you can be in the future. Only God knows the plans that he has for you. Only God knows what you can handle. So we cannot get up just doing things that God has not given us the grace for. This is why we burn out. This is why we're frustrated. This is why we're mad and angry and snapping at everybody and going off on everybody. Because God understands your potential. Let me give you Matthew chapter 25, verse number 15. Notice what it says, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. Watch this, to each according to his ability. In other words, God knows what you can handle. God gives a person two because he knows they can handle two. God gives one five because he knows they can handle five. Watch this, God gives someone one because he knows they can handle one we in turn many times are upset at the fact that God only gave us one. So we want to take on four and five other things when we simply don't have that potential. And at the end of the day, what did he do with the one that had the one that buried it? He said, dig it up and give it to the one that's operating in five. Why? Because I want you to see what it's like to deliver over something that you didn't care anything about and watch that person maximize their potential even at a greater level. I want you to know, be grateful that God gave you something. God has given you Everybody, something. God is so great. He would never allow you to be on this planet and not give you something that could cause you to be blessed beyond your years, that would cause you to build a financial legacy. God wants all of us, all of us to be prosperous. He wants all of us to be wealthy, all of us to be healthy. But all of us, especially Christians specifically, don't understand the power of potential capacity. Watch this. Your capacity can grow. Just because you got one don't mean it's going to stay there. Just because you got two don't mean you're going to stay at two. Just because you got five don't mean you're going to stay at five. We have to prove to God that we can cultivate what he has given us through his purpose. Number four. The power to live in the present is bestowed by a defined purpose. Many people just don't live in the present. We live in the past. The living in the present is really a gift from God. Being able to stay locked into this gift called today is really the ability to understand what we've been given. But the power to really live, living in victory every day, living in freedom every day, living in power every day, living in peace every day, living in the promises of God every day is bestowed through this divine purpose in understanding what God has given. Here's my question. Are you living in the present now? It's very difficult. Relationships break up because married people, husbands, wives don't know how to live in the present and enjoy one another's company. What happens even with our children is difficult to lock in and focus with them because we don't know how to lock in in the present. Doing a good job at work is even difficult because we don't know how to focus in on the present. we always looking to tomorrow. we always looking up the road when none of those things are promised to you. The only thing that's promised to you right now is today. Notice what Psalms one eighteen twenty four 24 says. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The number one thing you need to do today, if you do nothing else, is rejoice and thank God continually today. It don't matter about anything else. The Bible makes it clear that this day was made for you to rejoice, to you to give God thanks, to you to give him glory and honor, for you to be grateful for today. I've always said people go to bed. People went to bed last night with a plan to do something today and didn't get up. But if you are up today, you ought to take a moment and give God praise simply because he has given you a day to rejoice, watch this, and be glad. That's a decision we've got to be better decision makers. Get up and thank God you had a place to stay. You got a bed to sleep in. You had food to eat. You can walk. You can talk. There's always something to give God thanks. If we're going to live on purpose, then we have to be purposeful and giving God thanks right now. Take a moment, wherever you are, and give him thanks. Take a moment, wherever you are, and lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for my life. My life is not what I thought it would be. My life may not be this. I am not thanking God for the things. I'm thanking God that I'm alive. I'm thanking God that I can think, that I can talk, that I can walk, that I can feed myself, that I woke up and saw my children, my spouse, someone you love. You got to take a moment and visualize what today can be. And when you do, that is the power I believe in living on purpose. And finally, number five, progress can be effectually evaluated by aligning with a purpose. I'm going to say that again. Progress can be effectually evaluated by aligning with a purpose. So let's define progress. Progress has everything to do with forward or onward movement toward a destination. So God's purpose will always keep you moving forward and not backwards. How do you know if you're living your life on purpose? You're always moving forward. You always have onward momentum. You're always going to your destiny. You're not taking one step forward and two steps back. No, that's not living on purpose. When you're living on purpose, there's a wind of the Spirit that's always pushing you forward. There's always guidance from the Holy Ghost that's helping you move forward. How do you know a football team is progressing? By how many first downs they're getting, keeping those chains moving. A football team and a good football team, if they always going three and out, No, that's not a good football team. Football teams are good and great when they always have forward movement. So I want you to look at that in your life and ask yourself, am I moving forward or am I always going backwards? I can never get a foothold. If that's you, you need to spend some time with God and help him or not help him, allow him to help you to deliver his purpose to your life. Look at Psalms. My last verse, Psalms 92 and 12. Notice what it says. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. God says you will flourish. That's how you know you're in your purpose. You're flourishing. You're winning amidst the setbacks, persecution, challenges, makes me no difference. Just because you're on your purpose don't mean you won't have a trial. Don't mean you won't have a tribulation. Doesn't mean that you won't cry. Doesn't mean that some days, man, you just like I want to throw in the towel. But even in that, God will give you the power to flourish and you will continually grow in the purpose of God. Jesus kept growing and having favor with God and man. I want you today to begin to live on purpose. And if you are not saved, this is a great opportunity to give your life to Christ. Say, Christ, I need you to come into my life. I repent of my sins. I turn my faith toward you. I want you to help me. I need you. And trust me, he'll come on in. And as you begin to get in your word, as you begin to get connected to a local church, I believe that church, along with the Holy Spirit, is going to help you understand the purpose for which you've been given. Let's not waste any time this year. Let's really put laziness and just wasting time every day. Let's make an end of that. Let's make our time count today. If you're hearing my voice, don't harden your heart. Open your heart and let the master come in. For when you do, you will find a purpose worth living. For. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this episode blessed you in some way. I want you to reach out to me. Let me know this was a blessing. You can email me at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Also, share this episode with somebody, a friend, a family, even an enemy. Let somebody hear the word of God through you today. Share this with someone. I don't know what platform you're on, but it should be a sharing option. Do that today. You're helping me grow my channel. You're helping me help other people to be empowered just like you are. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I pray that this blessed you. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com, www.thomasadeloach.com. Find out who I am. Find out where I'm located. I pastor a church. Come visit us whenever you want to. The details are there because I aim to really in this time and in this season of my life to empower as many people as I can. I want you to know that God says you can win because you are a winner. So go out and do something great today because greatness is inside of you. And remember above all else to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer request, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. and follow me on Instagram at Thomas a. Deloge, and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A deloach And remember you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, Be Empowered.